ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I'm the gnarly gnome. This is Sensi Brewcast. It's the voice of Sensi Craft. Uh, this is this is crazy. Like so, uh, you guys were you were talking about how you haven't had a podcast here recording before, and it just so happens that somehow today there's two different uh, people recording at the same time. There's some kind of hot ones challenge happening like right across the tavern. So if you hear um, people crying in the background, that's what's happening. <laughs> they ate something that was very hot. <laughs> Maybe I'm having a bad Monday. Uh, jump right in. Introduce yourself. Uh, we, we've never been here as a show yet. Uh, Lebanon Brewing Company. You guys have been open for about a year. Coming up on a year, And we've yeah. been trying to figure out a way to get the timing right to make this show happen <laughs> yeah. since then. <laughs> um, uh, introduce yourself. Uh, tell people what you do here. Uh, so my name is Jake Borsvold. I'm the head brewer slash only brewer and co-owner here at LBC. Um, like you said, we opened September 23rd of last year, so we're... So we're almost th- there. This week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, well, this week when we're recording it, it was last week when you're listening to this. This will post next Monday. So, oh, okay. Uh, you have to, in your head, you have to think of the time shift. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> a, week is, a week isn't too bad. Right. There are some podcasts that will like record way ahead of time, and then you listen to it, and they'll say things. And you're like, that doesn't really make sense. Christmas already happened. You know, things right. like that. Um, so, we don't have it that bad, but... Uh, we're gonna we're gonna jump through the beers, um, uh, but first I want to get kind of a a picture of kind of explain what this place is to people. I think obviously it's a brewery; they understand that, but kind of the the, the vibe of it and um, what they can expect when they when they walk in. Yeah, we are proudly a, a small town independent brewery. Um, Lebanon really was wanting one of these for years and years, and people tried a few different times and it just didn't pan out and. Um, you know, this building kind of fell into our lap. The city was building a new fire station, and they really wanted uh, something that would kind of contribute to the community instead of, and I think the the second choice was knocking it down and putting a, a parking lot here. Yeah. So, you know. Which would contribute to, but that's, it would. that's it not would. the same way. I know, I know which one I'd pick. <laughs> um, so, you know, it kind of fell into our laps. We were able to buy the building, and... Um, you know, it's, it's really kind of become a hub for our little town already. Right. You know, we host lots of, you know, booster fundraisers here, stuff like that. And um, it's been great. You know, the, the community's really embraced us. And I think they're just happy they don't have to. I mean, granted, there's some awesome breweries in Mason. It's and still a little around. bit of a drive, though, it's, to it's get there. It's a hike. I mean, you know, for the weeknight people that want to go out and have a, a cool local trivia night and you know, support a local business. There was nothing here. Right. So, it, you know, it worked out great. Everyone's been awesome. Um, the lunch crowd. I mean, the that's, lunch crowd. that's one of the things that I think is so underappreciated, especially, yeah. you know, when you look at a, a town like this, where there, there isn't a ton of places There's downtown not. to go grab lunch. And the fact that it's, it's a brewery, it's just, it feels comfortable. Mm-hmm. Even if you come in and you don't have a beer because you have to go back to work, we, right. we, that's we fine. Do get lots of that too. Uh, but like, it's still like just being here, like it feels better than like going right. out and you're sitting and you're waiting on somebody to come to right. your table. And like, it's just, this is a perfect spot to totally. go just grab lunch. Uh, let's drink a beer because it is a <laughs> craft beer podcast. It was called From the Beer Fridge because we used to have a studio with a beer fridge. Uh, okay. It's just always that now. <laughs> From the beer taps. Uh, I'm going to guess, uh, and I could be wrong, but I'm going to guess this number one on my flight paddle is a Mexican lager. How'd you, how'd, how'd you, how'd you figure that out? <laughs> uh, so tell me about the beer a little bit. Um, so that's our Amigo Mexican lager. Uh, it's very straightforward. We didn't do any... Um, lime in the recipe itself i i think a lot of times that can can take away from something as as subtle and uh light as as a mexican lager right so we do do the we serve it with a with the lime um because i think you know sometimes people add the peels in the recipe and i think it's kind of pithy and bitter and you know so it's it's very straightforward it's about 30 percent it also lets you kind of control if you want lime how much lime you can you can just kind of Rub it around there and, right. and get a little bit of that. You can take and squirt the whole thing in right. there, chuck it so right people, in your beer and get a little more. And, and yeah. uh, it gives everybody kind of the way to kind of play with their own, yeah. their own desire a little bit. Yeah, I like the wisp of lime. Some people like to drown it. So you're right. It's It gives people the option. What uh, what makes a Mexican lager versus other lager styles? Uh, typically, it's just a little less, um, little less bitter, just really drinkable. Um, and usually it has some kind of corn product in there. Mm-hmm. Which which this one does? It's it's a, just a flake corn that we use, and uh, you know, just kind of a sessionable summer beer. It's that flavor, and as as uh, Cincinnatians, I know you guys are uh, up here in Lebanon, but this is still part of right. Cincinnati. Lest anybody uh, um, think differently, um, we're very familiar with a certain cream ale that is uh, kind of part of Cincinnati's uh, heritage. And 
Uh, this gives me some of those those things that remind me Definitely. of that beer that that kind of that corny sweetness doesn't yep. taste like corn it's just it's a corny sweetness there, which yeah. uh, once you once you know that that's corn you, you get it but um but super super crisp super easy to drink uh, perfect for summertime exactly. uh it's one of those lagers though too like yes mexican lager is definitely a summer beer totally. but as we start heading into fall like that that kind of almost almost earthy kind of body that it, that the corn gives it yeah rem- makes me kind of appreciate it in the fall too it's, definitely it's a great well beer. and that, that was one we're like okay we're gonna do a nice seasonal lager for june july right and it flew and people were they were gonna riot right <laughs> like where is this at it's still it's august we, we still need this so we did another another brew that we weren't weren't expecting or we weren't planning originally but you know it's become a crowd favorite for sure. Right. Yeah. Uh, what have been some, well, I mean, we're probably getting ahead of ourselves, but what have been some of the things that uh, people have latched onto? Is there things that kind of surprised you that you thought, oh, this is, you know, again, this is not uh, any kind of uh, offensive statement towards mm-hmm. Lebanon, but uh, no, no, you no. don't, you don't know what the beer drinkers are going totally. to be like since you guys are the first brewery open up in, in town here. Right. Um, it could go either way. You could get a lot of people that just, oh, but light drinker, right. uh, you know, this is all I like. Um, or it could be, oh, I'm a wine drinker. That's all I like. Right, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you, you don't know what people are going to latch on to. I mean, that's kind of been a fun experience here because we've had a ton of people where this is the first brewery they've ever been into, mm-hmm. which is hard to come by in Cincinnati or in a more metro area. So we have tons of people like you. We get lots of dads in here like, well, you know, I drink Bud Light. What do you got? And so when we first opened, the pills was sailing out of here. Right. So a lot of people were like, you know, I think we got their foot in the door. They started to trust us a little bit. Now they'll branch out and try some of the, the other stuff. So we've been, I've been very pleasantly surprised how well the, the German traditional lager stuff has been doing. Um, Cause you know, it's a lot of times, a lot of places are able to have a lager on, um, but we've really been trying to put our weight behind them because they've been, they've been sailing, man. So you guys have done, uh, you did a Bach, you've done, you have the Oktoberfest is back now. You did a Schwartz beer for a while, right? Yep. Um, That'll be coming back. Uh, wasn't there, not that it's a lager, but the, the Dunk, didn't you have a Dunkelweizen too? We, we, we did a Dunkelweiss. We did, um, a smoked Hellas that yeah. I think we had to sell some people on, but then, you know, uh, cause it was definitely unfamiliar territory for a lot of people that, that come here and was, that one did great. Was there anything that people really kind of latched themselves to that surprised you? Uh, uh, the Schwartz, the Schwartz beer for sure. That yeah. was one that like, I think some people were maybe a little intimidated by the color or I think they just attributed that to like, oh, it's, it's Guinness or, you know. I wonder if uh, some of kind of the other stuff that's happening in Cincinnati has kind of bled over and people are kind of... Uh, more kind of understanding of some of those styles totally. now than they would have been if this had opened, uh, we'll say five years ago. Absolutely. Even uh, yeah. people are like, oh yeah, like I, I I have had one of those before. You know, uh-huh. it's you know that's like so and so's you know you know, dark lager that they make, right. and uh, people are kind of ready for it now versus um, what it might have been before. Right. <laughs> this might have been a very different uh, endeavor if it had been you know ten years totally. ago. <laughs> yeah, other other breweries have done a lot of the legwork for us on some of that, but like the Schwartz, like I said, it was a slow starter, and then it was. People, yeah, once people start people talking about it, it yeah. people you know, realize what it is. And right, it's it's still approachable. Just I think uh, whether they were off put or didn't think they'd like it, they thought it was a you know going to be like coffee or right, you know, I right, don't right. know. But um, that's one that we continually are just asked about. Like all since, since it's been gone, so um, that's what we we was like. All right, well, you, you got to drink the Mexican lager, so we have room for Schwarzbier. <laughs> right. Yeah. So is Schwarzbier like a? Uh, do you have a seasonal rotation for different types of lagers, or have you kind of um, started to settle into that, or started to kind of explore it? It's definitely shaken out that way because to start, we didn't like I said, I didn't know how those would do. I didn't right. know because there's you know I've worked at plenty of other breweries in the past where they were just IPA factories, sure. which is cool, but um, that hasn't been the case here. We usually keep two, three, four on, just depending on the where they fall, but um, I was going in, I didn't really want to pigeonhole ourselves in any like, oh, you know, we only have one IPA at a time, right. or we, we, we just do the pills, or so we, we kind of threw a lot of stuff at them to start and just see what was resonating, and 
the logger stuff definitely was. That's and cool. I, I don't that, know if it's the dad crowd or what. I don't know. They're I loving think, it, man. I think it's something deeper than that because we're seeing it in the industry too. Oh, that absolutely. people are kind of latching absolutely. onto loggers, and that uh, it makes me feel good about uh, about beer because you know the, the classic stuff still kind of yeah. it, it's you know the stuff that got us started into beer. It was the things before there were a lot of craft breweries around. You'd find the imports and things like that. Right. So seeing people kind of drift to those classic styles, yeah. about people. I think they might get it. I think people understand. Right. No, no. And I think beer's starting to have some utility again. I think for the longest time, it was just like the entertainment value of trying yeah, weird yeah. beers and some kind of weird the novelty candy of or it. some kind of right. Yeah, yeah. Which you know is. I think there's still a place for that stuff, but I still think that now, like, okay, I just need my liquid bread now. Right. Like, right. It's it's got some some utility to it, and it's not just entertainment value and like uh, something you drink while you're you know watching the game. So tell me how you uh, ended up here. Tell me your story. How did you get into, uh, number one, how did you get into craft beer? Let's start there. Your road to craft. A road to craft. Yeah. So I was beer nerd early age. Um, I was going to school for microbiology and uh, I was like, you know, maybe looking at, do I want to be like a science teacher? What do I do with this? Um, and then I realized, you know, kids kind of suck. And they do. They do. I was <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. I don't think that's it. And, um, I started looking more into like the the microbiology applications to beer, like right. with yeast and and all that so fun you, stuff. But you were a craft craft beer drinker before that connection yes. kind of happened. Yep. When, when did that connection kind of uh, click? That it's like, oh my god, this is oh this, this could is be a job. Much, uh, this is a job. No, but I mean like the the, the the microbiology side of what this yeah. is. A lot of people don't understand how much of that goes into making Absolutely. beer or, or goes into making good beer. Yeah, I think I mean. Was it just kind of always there in the back of your head? That, you a know? little bit. I think it it didn't register with me. as like, this is a job I could do. I think I got, like I said, I was um, doing a lot of like home brewing, um, you know, propagating yeast from other Belgian breweries and, right. you know, kind of nerding out on that stuff. And I was like, oh, wow, there's like breweries have full labs and stuff like that. Like this is a, a good, this could be a cool career. Um, so when I was still in school, I started working in the packaging line at Great Lakes in Cleveland. So that was my that was my foot in the door. Um, initially, I was really drawn to more the lab analytical side of it. Right. Then I was like, oh no, the brewing is a lot more fun. Like, you you, you still get to nerd out on some of the, the biology stuff, but it's it's not it's not repetitive. It's not the same thing every right. day. So, um, I started on the the graveyard bottling line shift there while I was finishing school. Um, then went into the cellar there, started dabbling in the brew house because places like Great Lakes had been around for a long time. It's, it's a double-sided sword because it, it's a great place to work, but it's also people don't leave. Right. So right. it's like, unless you want to work graveyard until someone retires, like... <laughs> there's, there's a lot of sweeping floors and exactly. things like that. Exactly. Like, that, uh, it's a lot of, <laughs> lot of gopher grunt work, so... Uh, which was, you know, was awesome. I got to learn from some really, really cool people that had been in the industry longer than I'd been alive, which, you know, I, I started working there when I was 22. So that was a really cool opportunity. And like I said, like, I got to branch out, otherwise I'm never going to get to move up the ladder here right. so um from cleveland i went to uh chicago to open the Loganitas um second satellite facility um they were branching out from their big one in petaluma right. california um this was pre-heineken right this was oh yeah well, yeah well before heineken this was uh back when they were still starry-eyed and like, right. you know <laughs> uh it was an aw- awesome company to work for also um so we were there during like the the, the build out, the startup of a huge facility there, which was which was super cool. Um, like I said, the IPA factories I have worked at, they can kind of, they those lose some of the romance when you've, you know, you are making stuff the like swimming pool size right. volumes of beer. The so <clears throat> also when you're making the same beer over and over and right. over again, <laughs> right? Yeah, it. Which I think that can be a slippery slope too. Like production brewing is a great way to get into the industry and. Um, things like that but then it really like makes beer so much more of a commodity for you like this is just a, like I could be making tires here it's like right. at a, some like you're at a computer screen you're like controlling these things and it's cool you, you really learn like some unique perspectives on production and uh, things like that. But you start to lose some of that magic of what makes brewing totally. fun too. I mean, it's yeah. not, not that that's not fun in its own right, but uh, you know, like there's there's something about the the hands on right making beer right. and then that experience of, of yeah. seeing that beer then make its way over here and, right. and come out of the taps. And there's yeah. like 
in a place like this, you can you're over there, you're working, and you can just turn around and see people sitting at the bar enjoying the thing that you're doing, and right. kind of keeps that connection to it. Whereas Absolutely. some of those production spaces, yeah, you, it's you easy definitely to lose, lose the romance in some of those big production operations. Right. Um, but it's a cool opportunity. It I learned a ton there, and uh, then from there I went to work for Brewdog. Um, Man, you you hit some places that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know it helps to be young, <laughs> single, no kids, like. <laughs> Like, you know, I can go make beer anywhere. It, it's pretty easy. So um, went to work for BrewDog. This was before the Columbus operation was open. It was planned, but hadn't taken off yet. So uh, went over to the UK, got to learn the ropes, um, trained with some really cool people, and then come back over and open the, the Columbus facility. Cool. Yeah. It was, it was pretty sweet. It's a cool learning experience because, you know, opening a satellite brewery, you have some unique challenges. Like I mean... I'll say cool experience. I'll say it on the air. Screw them as a company. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. Have to mention that. No, no, no. Absolutely. It's uh, it was unfortunate. Well, you know what? I think um, they get so caught up in like trying to, you know, they're in like the eyeball game. Yeah. So they don't care if they're being douchebags or right. if they're, you know. So and that was one like I was like I gotta get out of here. This place is embarrassing. Like, yeah. I don't like telling people I work here anymore. Right. Like, after a few years in, like, all right, this. This isn't worth it, you know. <laughs> but you it's, know, it's, it's a shame too because because that brewery is so big and because what they did coming into Ohio, totally, it was really exciting. But it's cool, man. <laughs> and it's a shame too because there's so many like brilliant, um, dedicated, like really talented sure. people that work for the company, and they're just completely overshadowed by someone that wants attention. Yeah. So it's 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 a huge bummer there because especially like Northern Scotland, like pickings are pretty slim on brewing jobs. So yep. a lot of them, it's like it's this or I switch, switch industries. Right. So, unfortunately, in the U.S., we don't have that problem. Right. You know, it's a good brewery every every twenty feet, so it helps. <laughs> not in Lebanon. Well, no, not in Lebanon. No, no, there's still some uh, still some some missed opportunities there, but Lebanon's been great. Yeah. Okay, so you're working at BrewDog. Mm-hmm. Uh, then what? Then what? So um, I was in Columbus. I had the opportunity to open a brewery in Columbus. We were working on that had a cool site we had um all our ducks in a row then COVID happened right so uh, you know that didn't really you know we fortunately really very fortunately it 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 hit us before we were opened or because we were we far been, enough along in the process that you right, can't stop the train we could hit we could hit the brakes on it and be like this isn't the time like you know we were able to sell off the equipment we bought and we really dodged a bullet there um <clears throat> so that was back. We were talking about keeping our week straight. I can't, I can't keep our year straight. <laughs> right. But uh, <laughs> so that happened. And then during COVID, I was like, well, you know, I kind of out of the industry a little bit. Um, I, I grew up in Montana from there originally. So during COVID, like, I'm just going to go back to Montana and figure out, you know, what the next step is. Like, is this the, is this industry, you know, gonna, gonna keep me happy or, you know, is this what I want to continue pursuing? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was actually in the process of starting a brewery there. Um, and my folks happened to be living in um, Waynesville, which is the next town over. Sure. And I was here visiting and met my now partner. Um, he was trying to do a little startup on the edge of town. He had a little warehouse there. And um, we had we met through mutual friends. I forgot about that. I forgot that there was another space. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So we had a we kind of each had a piece of the puzzle. Um, we were both working on our own small startups and like, you know, we could really, you know, I think we really gelled well. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, this, this, this seems like this could be cool. And then after all that, then this building came available and the city approached us and we're like, I mean, this is too good to be true. Yeah. So we could definitely do something better together than, than separately. So he ended up selling his old building to the city. The city sold us this building and that was that. It's, yeah. Well, and I, I like it. Obviously, you mentioned it's an old firehouse. I like that you didn't lean too heavy into the firehouse theme. Mm-hmm. You stuck with Lebanon Brewing Company. It's you know this totally. is this is part of the neighborhood, part of the community, part of you know Lebanon. Right. Um, I like that. It, it lets it not be gimmicky, which it's it's easy to to go totally. gimmicky when you have a when you have a cool building that yeah. has an, a, its own story. And yeah. um, it, there's there's a lot that I really do like about what this is. Totally. And then you throw on top that the beer is good. Yeah. The beer is. Uh, 
imaginative and it is um uh still sticks to some of the the, the kind of the core the classic styles totally. it's it's all those things that a beer drinker that i want it's like if it's one of those weekends that i'm like all right we're gonna drive we're gonna go to a brewery right. someplace that we don't get to that often it's one of those places that keeps popping up at the top of the list it's like oh well yeah the beer is really good yeah and it's stuff that gets me gets right. me pumped yeah, up yeah. not so like there's a lot of little breweries that as you kind of branch out a little further that are that are really great but there's no it's worth the trip uh, yeah there's yeah. there's they're, they're great for their community but they're not great to get me to go there totally um in this place it does that for me so i, I oh, really awesome. appreciate, I appreciate what it's what it's turned into uh, let's drink another beer actually <laughs> so this is actually uh our oktoberfest All this right. is our Liebenhosen oktoberfest this was uh so the first time i think it was the first time i came out was uh uh, yeah, it had to have been because it was probably right around that time last year. Yeah. You guys had just tapped your Oktoberfest, and I'm like, that's perfect. It's a perfect time for me to get out there and check it out for the first time. Walked in, and everybody had drank it all already. <laughs> it was wild, <laughs> I man. There was, I think there was like one or two kegs that you guys yeah. quickly snatched up and stashed away in the back corner so you'd have them left over for right. the actual <laughs> Oktoberfest celebration. Yeah. Uh, Lebanon does their little town Oktoberfest like the second week of October. Which is too late, by the way, Lebanon. Of course, you, yeah. Uh... Bless their hearts. <laughs> uh, so we, you know, I kegged it the day we opened on the 23rd of September. And I was like, oh, this would be great. This will last us until Lebanon's little Oktoberfest. And, you know, but then we tapped and we're like, oh, shoot. You know, <laughs> it flew. So we were like, we need to hold back a couple kegs so at least we have something to serve when Lebanon oh, does their good. little Oktoberfest. So, talk about the difference between uh, Mertzens and Fest beers for you, or something like this, which I think kind of falls into both categories a little, a little bit. bit. Yeah, so I think you ask an American brewer what Oktoberfest is. I would think they'll tell you this. It's kind of the more the Mertzen type, um, you know, malty, got a lot of a lot of character there, um, and then Fest beer. So I, I, I picture like the Munich Hellas, sure. um, just you know, got nice and crisp and and bright and drinkable and um that's the question we get a ton so for our oktoberfest this year we're going to release both like oh, i'd great. like to see people at least our interpretation of both because i'm sure you know you ask 100 people you get 100 different answers but for us this is this is our oktoberfest okay. and then we're going to have our fest beer served beside it so with fest beer will lean more towards kind of a, a hellas yeah, kind of our munich hellas um kind of what you would expect to find if you went to oktoberfest in munich right um, no, this is great. It's a great Oktoberfest. Uh, I, I don't understand why um, uh, traditional German styles like this aren't something that more breweries. I mean, I guess it's just the the probably the talent that it I takes think to it brew it. But, uh, <laughs> on your geography, man, because some people this but, would turn into a, sh- a turd. Like it just wouldn't it wouldn't sell because they'd have three hazy IPAs flying out faster. Right. Or, but I, I don't th- know. But this is one of those beers that like it fits into. Uh, in my mind, just about every craft beer drinker or every beer drinker can pick this up and try it. And it's totally. not offensive, yeah. but it's got it's got enough character to it that if you are a bit of a geek, you can kind of dive in and kind right, of spend right. some time with it. Um, I, I recognize that maybe if you call it a Mertzen uh, and it says Mertzen right. up there, that probably scares some people away. I think so. uh, but I think it's okay not to do that. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that's why I was like, you know. I think just calling it an Oktoberfest, I think people come to expect something a little more like this, at least here. Yeah. I think you'll have some, some like, well, that's not what you'll get there, and which is fine. You know, it's it's different, but I think... I, I think that's great, though. Like, right. I even that, like, I love that discussion. When I'm when I'm totally. sitting at a bar and somebody comes in, oh, this isn't really a traditional Oktoberfest, and then the conversation starts, and, right. you know, there's some people that are rolling their eyes. Then there's some people like, what do you mean? And then that uh-huh. starts that, and then there's this discussion that happens right. at the bar, and people are like, oh, well, actually, there's, you know, you know, when you go to Oktoberfest, most of it's fest beer, you know, right, right. Actually, all of it's fest beer, I think, at this point. I don't know if there's any uh-huh. actual so, Americans yeah. being served, but, uh, like, like, that's that's part of what makes beer drinking fun totally. is those conversations the interpretations that happen at the bar. Of it, yeah. yeah. And cause I, I love these beers. Like that's, this is my favorite time of year to visit other breweries. Cause I, oh, yeah. I love Oktoberfest. Well, it's still like, it, it still blows my mind. Uh, not as much with Oktoberfest, but like when we get into box season and you can walk and like, there's a Bach beer. It, right. Uh, I won't say every brewery in Cincinnati, but right. a good chunk of them are making Bach totally. beer. We're one of them. That's crazy. <laughs> right. And I think, I think, and it's funny, you had been in here and we talked about it a little bit. You're like, and, and part of me is like, I was like, okay, well we run out of Oktoberfest in two weeks. Do I need to like double up on the Bach? 
Um, so it's, it's still a little bit of that head scratching from our first year open. And right. I think Cincinnati definitely has some Bach fatigue like by the time we, sure. we, I mean, it, you know, it, it sold well. It's, you know, it was, we still had the people that were upset that it was gone, but I was happy to see it go because it was one that's like, well, it's, it's also like, there's no reason you guys are in Lebanon. You're not that close to no. the city that you can't like just say, all right, uh, that same weekend, maybe we throw our own kind of Bach celebration right, and, uh, right. and kind yeah, of get people to understand the style a little bit. And Yeah. Um, I think we're just far enough removed that we don't, and I think we're learning this. We're just far enough out that we don't necessarily need to play along with everything. Sure. Which is great. You know, there's, there's some stuff we want to play along with because I like Bach. Right. Um, but I think we just we get to get to kind of decide which ones we want to play along with yeah. and which ones we don't. Well, and that's you cool. know, you you where Lebanon is like you can kind of pull some of the the Cincinnati kind of culture. You can right. you can pull from Dayton. You can pull totally. from Columbus. You can go right. from kind of all of those places and bring that into what this is and let it be its own thing. And that's yeah. that's fun. Which 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 was what we're doing. Like, there's a lot of stuff that I was pleasantly surprised that they didn't do so great. I was like, oh great, I don't have to make this shit. Anymore. Like what? Um, some of the like more desserty milk stout stuff like that mm-hmm. that you know they it did okay, but it's one that's like we'll still we'll still probably do one every year and but it's not like going to be a main driver of our volume, which is cool. Uh, it kind of makes me feel good that it didn't. Dude, oh, there's, <laughs> t- uh, and you know my partner was because like I said early on we're like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna decide what we're going to be now. I'm just gonna let you know our market decide what what this place is going to be, and. I've been very pleasantly surprised because right. <laughs> there's been some stuff that I'm like, oh man, I hope they don't like this. <laughs> like I want to, I want to buy it, but I don't want them to like it that much. Right. So I have to keep making it, which is why, you know, those first few months when the pills was flying, I'm like, oh thank God. Like now this is my dedicated pills tank now. Like I never want to run out of this. Like you, you, logger something you have to prioritize because you know it's you can spit out a hazy IPA in ten days, whereas your logger right. you're you're in for six weeks. It should be. Yeah. At least, at least <laughs> it should be. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, I know for some, some people it's a point of pride that they can get a, get their, get a logger out in three weeks, but, but not, I, not and us. I, and I've had, there's, and there's a lot of discussion around loggers about that kind of stuff right now. And like, I, I have had some loggers that were turned pretty quick that I, I think they're, are, I think yeah, they're, they're good. Not, not uh, and you know, there, there are people around town, uh, shout out to Andy down at Alexandria that is still die hard that if you're going to make a logger, you have to decoct it. Uh, I don't think that that's necessarily true either, <laughs> but, but I, but I love, I love the, uh, uh, the dedication that people have to styles like that and totally. the things that they hold on to because of tradition or because of something else mm-hmm. or because they really like, I think I can tell a difference. Awesome. Like right. I, I please keep doing it, you know? And so right. the fact that there are still, you know, there are still a lot of people out there like, all right, if I want to make a logger, it has to sit in a tank it. for six weeks. It right. has to, it has to actually properly logger. And totally. that, um, yeah, I, I appreciate that. Let's, let's do our best to make it right. And I do love seeing like, you can spot the beer guys. Yeah, you know they come out. I love that they come. They start with the they start with the lager. I put it at the very top of the list for a reason. Like I'd like you to start with this because I think I know when I go to a brewery, if I see any light lager, that's what I start or what I start with and um, go from there. Because I mm-hmm. think you can tell a lot about um, you know their priorities as a brewery and you know wanting to do it right. Right. Well, and it's not to take away from people people that you know maybe maybe you've tried and your logger was not that great for whatever reason you're like, oh, that's just not our thing right it's not to take away from that because i think that oh, totally as as the spear scene keeps growing and evolving and especially if you're a brewery that you know within walking distance you can mm-hmm. get to five other breweries totally you don't have to do everything no 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 definitely not like, but flip that uh-huh. if you're a place in lebanon ohio yeah you have to have a little bit of this and a little bit of that and have Definitely. something that kind of right. meets everybody's standards of what totally. beer to them is. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, perfect example all through, I mean, this August seemed super hot, man. It was, it was miserable. And we still had guys like, oh, where's all your dark beer? Yeah. I'm, like, <laughs> man, I'm sorry. I'm with you, but... There was a I'd sell four. Uh, there was a post on on Reddit recently <laughs> on on the beer subreddit that was, uh, what are the, your hot takes in beer? What's your opinion that is wronged everybody? I don't remember what the the tag was, and one right. of them was, uh, there is no stout season. <laughs> yeah, but the you know because of the flip, it's always stout season. <laughs> right, right. There, I, I guess I would uh, amend that to say there is a season where breweries can sell stout <laughs> successfully, like because. 
you know, fortunately we do stuff on such a small scale here. I want to always have fresh beer sure. churning through. So like if I can't sell it in eight weeks, I don't want to make it. But, the same goes, know? same goes for Oktoberfest. Same goes totally. for Bach. All of these things have a season. Right. Their seasons are, some of them are longer and some of them are much shorter, but there right. is a season for everything. Right. And, um, I can uh, eat beef stew in July. That doesn't mean I want to. <laughs> like, that's right. <laughs> well, and you know, I, I, I do like Imperial stout, like is definitely a winter beer to me. Totally. But if you catch me in the middle of summertime and like we're, we're out, we're sitting around a campfire or something and, and it gets like late at night. An imperial stout tastes yeah, really good, totally. Even if it's hot outside, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think there's there's the the time and place for them, but I think for us, our starts our stout season starting soon. Yeah. At least we're gonna start brewing it soon. Yeah, but uh, you know, I have to let them down. Those those occasional guys in the summer that <laughs> that want a ten percent stout. I'm like, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. But you know, there are. It, Having that thing that kind of satis- scratches that itch a little bit, yeah. having something that you know maybe a Dunkel or a Schwarzbier totally. or something that kind of it's like ah, we don't really have a big stout right now, but right. we we have this right. that totally. has some of those same flavors that'll that'll at least right. keep you happy, you and, know, get you in here. And and we've transitioned a lot of like casual drinkers to stuff that um, they might not have otherwise right. gotten into the same way, you know, because you know people actually the Schwarzbier was that way a lot too. Right, we had a lot of people like oh. We had that, and I think we had our, our Russian Imperial Stout on right. in the winter, and people were like, hey, you know, this, this is a bit much for, you know, lunch. You know? <laughs> so uh, we were like, oh, you know, give this, give this a whirl. And we, we've actually had some conversations about maybe doing a smaller, smaller batch of Schwarz beer in the summer, cause I, or at least, you know, late spring. I think, I think right now, I, I wish I had the tank space to have Schwarz beer on right now, because... This, this is this is definitely Schwarzbier uh, totally, totally. weather. Yeah, I think I, I think Dunkel works really good in yeah. the uh, the summer too. Something that has a, a little bit crisper, totally. um, a little less kind of roasty and kind of the Dunkel flu, man. I wasn't sure what to expect out of that one. Yeah, because I was like, I don't know if people know what it is. I, it's fun to say, but you know, for uh, but it did great. Yeah. So I think we we have some that we kind of sprinkle in. They they do well. Then we have some, it's like, you know, we kind of got to lick our wounds and be like, I don't think they're either, whether they're not ready for it yet or this, it just wasn't right, right. or, you know, so there's been a learning curve to some of that, but most of it I've been pretty happy with. You know? <laughs> most of it? <laughs> right, most of it. I've been, because like the, the smoked hellas was a good example. I was like, guys, this, I'm telling you, this is awesome. Please try it. Like, they're like. Smoked beer is one of those things that just ha- like right. there are people that are diehard smoked beer fans, totally. and they <laughs> they will they will drink them right. all day long every day. Right. Uh, then there's people that just always ah, I just don't get it. You know, they Not they, for me. they get, yeah yeah. Uh, and this I, wasn't even like the full Shankerla like liquid bacon like right. you know chunky smoked. This was like pretty faint. You know, but I had to eat crow on that one a little bit. I was like, guys, we could definitely we could definitely <laughs> I, sling a, a double batch of smoked Hellas and. Uh, Westside somehow has managed to convert people enough mm-hmm. that I think every time he makes a lager now, he smokes at least part of it really? and does. Yeah, there's awesome. there's always some kind of smoked beer on tap at Westside. Which oh, good for them. Uh, whether or not uh, Colin over there is just the one sitting there drinking all of it, I don't know the answer to. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I'll tell you, I, I smoke. I drank a lot of smoked Alice for a couple months. But it's great. I wasn't like, mad about it, but uh, it is like I I love bringing uh, beer and food together a mm-hmm. lot and I think smoked beer is one of those things Absolutely. that just not necessarily just always smoked food, right. but it goes with so many totally. different things that uh, um, I think if people kind of made that connection in their head or right. actually even you know, tried it. Even just a big sloppy burger with like oh, a, you yeah. know, yeah, it's but, hard to beat. No, but even like, you know, even hot dogs. Like if you totally. just grill a bunch of hot dogs and then get a big smoked Hellas Oh yeah, my man. god, it's perfect! Like it is, it is so good. Yeah, uh, yeah. underappreciated. Absolutely. Uh, let's talk about. Uh, this will be fun for people on YouTube because there's all kinds of chaos happening behind you. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> it's all right. Uh, uh, talk about uh, kind of making this this shift in your 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 career and your your, your actual like you know beer life where. Mm-hmm. So many of those jobs that you were in, you're at high-profile places. You're at big right. places. You're at places in the middle of some kind of a, a, a thing that's happening. Right. And then, not that Lebanon isn't, but you mm-hmm. come up here and you're kind of in your own little bubble up oh, here. Like, it's it's easy to kind of just do your thing. Man, I'm, I'm not mad about it. I mean, so many years of, you know, a decade of working in big production breweries that, you know, sales dictates 
production. Like there's there's no wiggle room to squeeze in a smoke talus. There's no because that's that's so much of what we do here. We have kind of our our bell ringers. Like the we always got to have the blonde out here in yeah. Lebanon. Like yeah. there, there's the ones that we can never not have. And then it's, we just get to sprinkle in like okay we're gonna have this tank's gonna be open for a month. What, what are we gonna do with it? Right. Um, which is which is great because that's not a freedom I've ever had before. Right. So we do kind of have a captive audience in Lebanon. Like we get some people that kind of they branch out from Cincy, but I think, like I said, we're just just enough off the beaten trail that we can kind of do our own thing here. Is it? Is there a side of it though that's a detriment that you don't have the beer people as much breathing down your neck and um, kind of pushing you into different like trying new yeah. trends? Maybe. I mean, I think uh, there's definitely the place for the people that geek out over. Again, not that they don't exist here in Lebanon. If you live in Lebanon and you listen to the show, I I get it. (laughs) We have a a very devoted uh, squad of Lebanon locals that are probably here more than me, and we're very grateful for them. (laughs) And they bring their friends, and um, because when we, you know, we were completely um, funded by Lebanon investors, right? Like we put out our our business plan, and my partner put it out on Facebook. He's he's from Lebanon. He's a Lebanon guy. Uh, put it out on Facebook, and we were like, "All right, this might take a, a couple months." We didn't really know what to expect, and we had a waiting list in two weeks. That's great, which was awesome. And you know, those are always your biggest supporters, your biggest cheerleaders. Like, yeah. They don't have anyone come to town; they don't not bring them here. Um, so, which has been great. So, Lebanon's been, you know, I have been in some contentious openings in the past with whether it's the city or the neighbors, or right. and we we had a couple of grumpy neighbors, but other than that the city was so supportive and they have, have the, the, not to interrupt the, the grumpy neighbors that you might have had at the beginning have they come around they at this point after they yeah <laughs> I think they realized that we're not we're not a I don't know trap house where they thought we were going to be like den of den I, of sin I think there's a lot of like breweries that open especially in kind of smaller towns yeah. or in neighborhoods that maybe didn't have something like that before that have this fear of what that means right and then once they see kind of what it is they, yeah, they might change I, their opinion I think there's part uh, an element of that I also think these were some maybe particularly nosy neighbors that have never really had an outlet to complain with but since they had a a legal opportunity to complain they they want to take advantage of it. personally i'd much rather have a brewery next to me well, uh, honestly for 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 my interest but uh like a firehouse has to be like loud at right. random times we're definitely <laughs> i we're definitely less we're definitely more quiet than like a fleet of like, fire trucks <laughs> we're closed but i mean in this place it, it quiets down around i mean the weekends we do you know sure it's it's pretty much back till the end but weeknights pretty quiet like you know this this definitely isn't like a party hub or right um which is is the most ironic thing of all of it is about a block that way we have an awesome townie bar shout out kings right. that might be more of the things that they're concerned with right, <laughs> right. Uh, and they've been there f- for decades i think i don't know but um and it's funny you know like the the concerned uh, citizens have family members that are in here pretty often and right. I think we've got kind of a Mayacopa from them <laughs> like, but they uh, ironically love their bourbon which we do we do like to have it keep a little little bourbon shelf for, for that crowd too sure I mean, and that's that's probably something we should talk about but let's drink a beer first alright uh, number three so this is um, back to crowd service stuff but this is one of our, our newest hazy IPAs uh, this is we partnered with the ALS for ALS. I'm sure you're familiar. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, for ALS research, we're we're really proud of how it came out, and uh, you know, a dollar from every pint is going to go directly to ALS research. So that's one we really want to wanted to highlight. So hazy IPA versus New England IPA. Is there a difference? And if there is, what is it? If there is, I don't know it. <laughs> I think it's. <laughs> I think there's some like what what sounds better because there's some that like we'll put New England IPA. Like our one of our mainstays is our Deadbeat Hazy IPA, and when we first opened, it was a we hit it on there's New England IPA, and it was you know it it, it did well. I was like let's let's change it and see what Hazy does, and it right. it was a significant difference. It's oh, interesting, which it's and I think it's just what sounds cooler. I think there's like the way porters and stouts are kind of up to interpretation depending on the brewer. I think right. I mean I know I have a clear vision of what it is, right. but I also think like what sounds better with the name you picked out. <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> well nobody's going to be that disappointed if they pick up a uh, a porter and they're like ah this is more stout like. <laughs> right. I, I, to me, 
uh, hazy IPA can have a little bit more bitterness to it that kind of balances out some of that sweet that. stuff that's happening in a yeah. uh, in a, a New England IPA to me. But uh, yeah. I think it's it is definitely still up to interpretation. This Absolutely. is uh, is there pineapple in here? No, it's it's all that's, it's all hops and malt. that's delicious. Thank you so much. That is uh, super fruity, uh, yeah. super tropical. Uh, again, pineapple right off the bat is exactly what totally. I get. It's yeah, really it's, good. It's a uh, it's a great punch from tropical fruit uh, fruit, and I think there's some cool. Uh, kind of noble hop nuance because ales for ALS it is a uh, a blend specific to the to the uh, right. foundation. So we got access to some hops we probably I otherwise would have ignored, which yeah. we, which is cool because it's um, it kind of inserts some new character into something we might have otherwise missed out on. Right. So no, I I enjoy this. Uh, this is one of those beers that if I just come in here randomly and I'm getting a pint. I'm, I'm not ordering that. Like I'm right. not like I have hazy IPAs, New England IPAs. I just kind of not that I don't enjoy them sometimes, but uh-huh. um, there's a lot of a lot of them out there that I, that I don't enjoy. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. I think <laughs> this, um, this is one that I definitely do, especially summertime uh, when you get those hot days. This is totally. this is this is good. Yeah, yeah, it, it hits the spot. I think for because I'm kind of the same way. Like I'll usually have uh, one of our hazies every, you know. Every other week, make right. sure they're still tasting good, right. still still pouring right, stuff like that. But that's not what I want to sit and crush right. on, a, <laughs> on a hot day. So, but we have some. There's there's some. It's like I was like, hey man, try something besides one of the IPAs, please. Right. So we get the regulars. That's like, you know, when's the new IPA coming out? It's like, eh, you know. Have you have you dabbled with uh, like you know dry hopped pilsners and some of the Italian pilsners and things like yeah. that to kind of um, so branch between those two crowds? Our um, our pills probably kind of treads the treads the line between the two because it is a dry hopped German pills. I kind of back to the naming stuff. I thought German pills might resonate a little better right. than Italian pills just because I think people don't don't consider Italy as a as a hop, you well, know, or as, as a beer, you know, culture, even though they have a, a strong one. Cool. And the, the style itself, we probably talked about this last week where we were at Streetside mm-hmm. and uh, they have a beer right now that's called It's a Spicy Meatball. Yeah, I, I loved it. <laughs> you know, the artwork definitely gives you Incredible. inspiration yeah. to some kind of Italian uh, uh-huh. culture. But, but that's not what the beer is. Right. You know, it's, the beer is, is a noble hopped. Totally. Pilsner, mm-hmm. and so I think people have this misconception when they see Italian Pilsner now of what it is, and right. um, so I get that it might be totally. <laughs> might be a little little easier to explain that, right? Yeah, and I think that that's kind of where we were with it because it's you know up until the dry hop, it's a pretty traditional German Pils. Yeah, um, actually, you know, what do you guys dry hop it with? Saphir. Okay, Saphir. So, uh, and Saphir is a little more modern, right? That's one it of the is, modern yeah, that, kind that's of. That's one of the newer, some kind of variant. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's definitely a little more floral, um, a little brighter. For, we didn't talk about it on the show. That's the side beer. Oh, yeah. This Drink, is drinking the, a Pilsner. The warm up. <laughs> uh, the, uh, let's go back because what we were talking about before we kind of uh, dove into to the hazy slash New England slash whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, talk about kind of um, the other drinkers that maybe exist around you you know the the people that want bourbon the people that want seltzers the people that want wine they you guys have slushy machines i see them sitting over there oh, God bless you, <laughs> you know how, how do you how do you uh, number one how do you try to find something that kind of makes all of those mm-hmm. people happy how do you balance that as a beer nut when you know uh, you have to know deep down inside that look if somebody walks in my door i don't mm-hmm. care what their normal drink is i will find something that's going to make them happy right. that's beer how do yeah. you how do you balance that i, I think I, I think you're definitely not going to be for everyone but i think we do try to cater to the to the crowd which i mean we do a a great wine business here yeah so i think there's still i don't know whether it's i think there's some people that just have decided they don't like beer um i think i hope that like you can sell them enough wine maybe someday they're going to try like the fruited sour or something that kind of bridges the gap um but you know we do great wine business and one thing we weren't anticipating when we opened is the amount of door business we would do here right um, you know, speaking to how awesome Lebanon's been, like they expanded their Dora perimeter without us even asking to include us. Of course. So, you know, Lebanon's great for doing the little, the horsey parades in the summer or in the winter and, um, you know, all the little things were in the summer where they shut down the streets. Well, it, and used to, it used to also be like if, if my wife told mm-hmm. me, hey, we got to go to Lebanon today, I need to, I need to go buy 
some antique shit, whatever, whatever, right. whatever those things are that she buys Chachis, when she goes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd be like, okay, uh, you can drop me off at you know whatever the, the bar that. is or wherever yeah. the brewery is. The fact that there's a door in now, and I don't know that all the antique shops uh, welcome the door of beverages in there. They look don't at the, want our look at the, look at the thing on the door. In there. <laughs> look at the look at the stickers on the door. Right. Uh, ask people when you walk yeah. in. Uh, but um, the fact that I don't have to just be dropped off while my family goes and does their thing now. Totally. The fact that I can go be part of that with a drink in hand. Right. Uh, it changes helps. everything. Right. It definitely <laughs> helps because I, you know, I think uh, people are a lot more inclined to go tchotchke shop and if they get to get a beer with first you know that's right it, it you know, eases some of the pain yeah, of just what she spends when the she live laugh it. love signs aren't gonna sell themselves <laughs> so get down to lebanon get a door cup and just watch your wife go nuts because <laughs> we have no shortage of those stores you right? might need the imperial stouts for that <laughs> yeah yeah we, we'll bring back the stout for you well and, and lebanon is such a great city for events like that you were talking about the, the carriages and the, yeah. the christmas oh, yeah. stuff and all that like it's such a neat place to just go be in in the, the, the town and, yeah, and to, yeah. to kind of feel that that culture of what Lebanon is and uh, a brewery is something that just makes all of that so much it never more fun hurts. <laughs> it never hurts I think you want to have a if you want to keep the small town feel like the small town you know kind of rustic you know come as you are breweries is what you want yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, what uh, let's let's start with what what kind of What's the future look like for Lebanon Brewing Company? Do you guys have any uh, desire to get your beer on a shelf somewhere? Uh, no, th- man. I am uh, proudly have no no aspirations to be any bigger than we are. Um, you know, I've, I've been been down the big brewery road where right. you know uh, everyone wants to compete over this much space at Kroger, and it's just it doesn't interest me. I we're we're keg only. Um, I have no no plans to really sell beer off site. Do you guys have a crowler machine, or just we do do crowlers okay. to go? Um, but that's that's probably going to be the extent of it. I think. Uh, I mean, there's so many awesome breweries around where you can get their stuff at Kroger. Like, you know, I, I I'm I'm content just doing our own beer here, kind of controlling the cold chain of it. Right. And uh, you know, I I think there's enough good distributing breweries that we don't need to pile on it. I'm I'm. I'm happy to just serve, do our own fresh fresh stuff here. Right. So, um, what about kind of if you take a step back and look at the bigger picture of craft beer and the culture mm-hmm. of craft beer? That maybe Cincinnati, maybe maybe beyond whatever uh, uh, strikes your fancy. What mm-hmm. uh, what do you like about it? Maybe what do you not like about it? How do you feel about where it's going? Um, I, what, what are your thoughts? I love that the industry has transitioned to just the hyper local breweries. Um, I think the days of big, you know, regional breweries is, is kind of past. I don't think there's what we have now, I think is it. I don't know if there's going to be any like rising through the ranks, which, which I'm cool with. I think, uh, the brew pub model is, is stable. It's reliable. It's, I think best for the consumer because, you know, anymore, like, why would you buy an IPA from California? It's like, Right, and, and people always ask me like, "Oh, what's your favorite IPA?" Like, the best IPA is the one that's made closest to where you are right yeah. now. Currently, yeah. are yeah. Like, everyone makes a good IPA for the most part. Everyone makes a great IPA. Like, go drink that one. Like, don't don't go buy the one that's like out warm at Kroger. Like, just go to a brewery. <laughs> Yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> that's not to say like it's not fun to go to California and drink oh, no, IPAs. No. Go to California because the <laughs> IPAs are incredible, but. Don't put it in your suitcase and bring it home. <laughs> it, it won't be any better. It, it'll suck. <laughs> well, and that's, uh, you know, uh, this is probably going down another rabbit hole that we don't need to, but, you know, there's, uh, there's a lot of, especially over the last, like, 10 years, there was, a, there was a big thing of people, you know, cellaring beer, and, oh, you go and you buy this at this release, right. and you grab, you know, a case of it, and you stash it away in your basement, right. and uh, you trade for it, and all this stuff. And, like, uh, most of the time, those beers are not getting any better. No, like, and, and I always tell people, they don't get better. They will get different, but they're probably not going to get better. Yeah, it's not that it's not fun to kind of experiment right, totally. with, but, uh, like, uh, beer is meant, in my opinion, to be drank totally. sitting at a bar where right. it comes out of the tap of the place that just made it the other day. Like, totally. That's where beer is meant to be consumed. Yeah, that, that's definitely how I like it. I I never had the patience to save beer or cellar beer or any of that. Like, <laughs> you know, if I brought home a cool bottle, you know, I'd 
invite some friends over and pop it. And right. That was that. That's so. my problem. So I'll, I'll go and I'll buy a beer and it'll be, you know, a big 22 ounce bomber right. or something. I'm like, oh, this was really good. I'm not going to drink all that by myself, number one, because it's a lot of beer. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> number old. two, like I just want to share this experience right, with somebody. Right. So I put it there mm-hmm. and then I'm like, all right, now I got to have people over. Right. And then that <laughs> a week turns into a month and a month turns into six months. I'm like, holy shit, I got this beer sitting here still. <laughs> now I got a 22 ounce <laughs> yeah, bottle of soy yeah, sauce. Yeah. <laughs> so it just becomes like you just, yeah. you're looking for this chance to drink it and uh, I I made a rule. I don't know if it was last winter, maybe the winter before. It's like it doesn't. If I get something in my head, I'm like, you know what I want tonight? I want uh, coffee imperial stout. I'm grabbing it and I'm yeah. opening it and I'm drinking. Even if I don't finish it, right. I don't care. Like I'm I'm opening it and I'm going to consume it because that's what you're supposed what to do. For. With it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, what uh, um, what kind of what what is the 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 negative side of what's happening in craft beer though? Oh man, I, I don't know if I pay close enough attention to to some of it to to really pick up on it. I think, I think uh, some of the exclu- super exclusive, like kind of that that uh, fabricated scarcity of some of those bottles. That, right, right, right. I mean, it's cool, but I, like we don't need to line up for a twenty five dollar four pack of hazy IPAs that are. I mean, it, it's cool. I mean, I but I also the, that stuff doesn't appeal to me as much, so I could. It's hard for me to say like, "Oh, that sucks," because there's plenty of people that love it, and right. I think beer can just be, you know, I I, I do think sometimes we just overthink beer because at, at the end of the day, it's just beer. So like, is that let's just enjoy it? Is that better for the industry or is that hurting the beer industry? That's where I keep getting kind of hung really up with know. it because because we we talked for so many years that mm-hmm. we want to elevate beer to the level that wine gets right. and 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 that's a big thing with wine too yeah. is like you know there's got to be fancy Some bottles and exclusivity oh, yeah. look what i have this was you know and it's like uh, i don't know man i so think do we need that for beer to become what beer can be or i don't um, know i i think we just need to be content with beer being beer like people can be proud of proud of what they're making right. and um but ultimately it's 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 not a it's not a super expensive thing to make. Like it's never going to be, I don't know. I, I I say that, but then, you know, there's, there's people that really trade some of those super yeah. exclusive, hard to come by things. And I don't know. I think, I think a lot of, I mean, a lot of that's lost on me, but um, maybe that's just from working in big breweries and like the utility of beer. Like it's just a, <laughs> it's, it's so weird for me. Cause like I, in my head, I'm like, I don't, I don't really care about right. the exclusivity or the rareness of something like that doesn't actually factor into mm-hmm. my, my thoughts on it. But like, I, I do want to try it. Totally. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, so, like totally. I have this thing where like, somebody's yeah. like, Oh, I got this. And you know, this, they made this with, you know, the butthole of a unicorn. Right. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I kind of need to try a unicorn butthole. I guess idea. I'm not a unicorn butthole guy. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and then I try it. And I'm like, Oh, right. That wasn't worth, like, you know, waiting yeah, yeah. in line for your three days and sacrificing two children and all these things right. you have to go to get your unicorn butthole. Yeah, <laughs> which is actually a really good name for a beer. Does that exist? Oh, it's got to. <laughs> Somebody send me I've a tried, message. I've tried finding names for beers that aren't taken. It's impossible. It's got to be. Can, but, you, can you dry hop a beer with unicorn buttholes? <laughs> <laughs> if Amazon has it, it I'm like going to give it <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, by the same in the same uh, same spirit, I've also done the like beer nerd pilgrimage to Belgium and sure. geeked out over that stuff and you know had enough heartburn to last a lifetime and <laughs> uh, so it's cool I think there's still some romance about I, I, like I said it's like like the Hill Farmstead stuff like it's about the journey for yeah. it like yeah, yeah. You get with some buddies great example great and example. drive out and you you know brush your teeth in a parking lot and you know you're hungover and you're out in the middle of no like that's fun but yeah, I think that's that's about the the uh, the journey more than like yeah but even that it becomes about it still is about the place it's about totally. the experience of going yeah, yeah. there an awesome brewery yeah. that is a pain in the ass to get to and you know but so yeah I think people build a story around so I think that's where a lot of the the romance for some of those those breweries come from right. you know obviously it's awesome beer but you know we went went through that like you know when people were geeking out over like Pine the Elder like it's an awesome sure. beer but like so was Bodie right like, <laughs> If I had to pick between the the uh, Pliny the Elder that went through someone's carry-on or went through someone's luggage and it's been sitting out and sucks and, you know, I, I'll just take the fresh Bodie because there's awesome even beer if, Even here, if Pliny you know? is fresh, like, I still would take, I think I would take fresh Bodie. I, I would too, yeah. <laughs> 
it's, it's, it's weird. The, the kind of the, the road that we've gone on as drinkers and kind of trying to find, you know, you, 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 you go through all this stuff right. and then at the end of the day you sit down at the bar and you're like, ah, oh, I'll take, take your German Pilsner. Right. Right. <laughs> like that, like it might've been the pinnacle of beer. Like it's, right. it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, I've probably said this before on the show, but I, I do think it is the perfect beer. Like Pilsner it's, it's is beat, the perfect beer style. I, I would have to agree with you. I think everything else is great, but if I had to pick one for the rest of my life, yeah, you couldn't, you can't go wrong with, with pills. So, Let's drink this last one. So this is our new, um, this is kind of the, the counterpoint for myself to the hazies. Like mm-hmm. anytime I make a hazy, I try to make kind of a West Coast, like traditional. Sure. The IPAs I gravitate towards. Um, so that's what this one is. What's it called? Uh, business Papers. Shout out Lebowski fans. I've actually never seen the big Lebowski. What? I know. Oh, yeah, that's good. So, uh, balance. Right. <laughs> it's, you still get the bitterness from the hops. Uh, you get a little of that tropical kind of fruity flavor, but um, big kind of sweet backbone to it. Yep, yep. I like that piney resinous. Yeah, that's a beer. Um, yeah, so I I can't always do like a counterpoint to a beer when I when I make it, but I when I can, I like to. Yeah. No, I'm, I enjoy that a lot. I, uh, I there's a lot of places that uh, say they're making a West Coast IPA, and then you go in, and it's just it's just messy. Like it's just it right. doesn't have that balance to it. You know, beer, in my opinion, agree or disagree, for anybody that wants to, but beer should be balanced always, no matter right. what the beer style is. If yep. it's a if it's a pastry stout, you can still make a balanced pastry right. stout. Right. It's got to have some sweetness to it, but there should be something else to right. kind of come in and kind of pull that back a little bit. Totally. And, um, a lot of places aren't doing that. And, um, I, yeah, I, I feel like if, if we can do a counterpoint to something I, I like to, just kind of, I don't like people that just, you don't see them out that often. Like when I go to, because yeah. I, I still one of my favorite pastimes is going to breweries. Sure. So I was like, man, I, I just want a West Coast. I just want something. I want it to be bright. I want to be able to see through it. Um, I want it to be resinous, piney, all that stuff that I really fell in love with with IPAs. Because uh, I think, I mean, there's obviously tons of great hazy IPAs, but I think they can be kind of one note. Like, yeah, you know, you can have three. They're obviously all different and distinct, but they kind of have the same experience, the same drinking experience. So, you know, I, I, I like to try to kind of try to force this on people. Like, yeah, hey, I, you like this, like try this one. Like it's, yeah. it's actually bitter. It's uh, kind of what, what you, the American style was supposed to be. It's, it's bitter, but it's not like, like there were even, you know, go back to that kind of, that, 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 that yeah. when that West coast thing started exploding, there were a lot of really, overly bitter and unbalanced bitter IPAs totally. that became what people associated West Coast right. IPA with. Like that's not it either. Like there needs to be that oh, yeah. that that sweet kind of pastry malt body weren't to the it. only novelty, man. I think for a while there people were like, oh this will strip your teeth and it tastes like the inside of a lawnmower <laughs> and you're gonna and you know it's gonna <laughs> suck but it's gonna be twelve dollars and you're gonna love it. Right. Well then there were a lot of people that and still are a lot of people that are just craving that thing. I don't know if it's a like a testosterone banging your your, you know, your chest yeah, kind of thing. I like look I love this stuff and it's right. terrible. Right. It sucks, <laughs> it's like, man. It's well, like, okay. Back well, with, it, yeah. There's, uh, there is something about drinking culture that that's, that is part of it. Like, I think there it's is, a gatekeeping thing. Like, well, this doesn't suck. You just don't get it. Yeah. Like there was <laughs> even like when you, when you go out to a, like a bar and people start doing shots and stuff and you see people doing a shot and then they make that face afterwards. It's right. like, a, this is fun. Did you just enjoy that? Or was that right. like something else that's happening right now? Because I, I don't understand. I hate to tell why. you, man, no one's impressed. Like, <laughs> I can see that it sucked and even worse. No one thinks it's cool. Right. Right. Like <laughs> I, I, I yeah. beer was never supposed to be that no. in my opinion. No. And it became that for a very long time. Definitely. And I think it still is, which I think it's, I think you can tell how long people have been into beer by what they gravitate towards a little bit. Yeah, like, maybe. So like you go to like CBC, like craft brewers conference or something. And it's like a, a high concentration of just brewers and you go out to the local spots and it'll, we'll just be full of people that look like me crushing pills. Yeah. Like, and you know, I think that's, it's, I think that's just like, the, that's like the end game for a lot of beer nerds. Right. Like it took me years to get there. You know, you, go through all the all the funky shit and all the super bitter stuff and all the stuff with food in it right <laughs> uh, and I think everyone kind of ends at some easy crispy guys yeah 
where does craft beer go? Like where where are we headed? What's I mean, what's next for craft beer? I just sure hope it stays on this hyper local trajectory. I think we have a very um, educated market now. There's a ton of people that know good beer. Mm. They know bad beer. They know fresh beer. So I, I, I hope people just continue to support like local Cincinnati breweries and not to say people aren't sending in good beer from elsewhere. Um, I mean, I'll still, I'm, I'll still grab a fat heads when I see that's, it. But well, that's the sad part to me is that, like I know that like even even if I go there, like there are a lot of places that are with within a, a, you know not that long of a drive that I could go mm-hmm. and have some really incredible oh, beer. Yeah. That I'm just not going to because there's better beer here right, in Cincinnati. Right. Like if you're in town, go check those spots out. Yeah. But like, at, I don't know if you want the one at Kroger. It's, <laughs> it's not going to be the same as the one in Cleveland. No. And so hey, I, you're, I, you're rolling the dice sometimes. You are. You really are, man. It's <laughs> Shout out to all of those distributors that just uh, don't right, care. Hot <laughs> trucks and yeah. Um, so yeah, man, I, I just hope people continue to support like the local breweries. I think that's like the flesh and blood of the industry. Um, obviously, I'm biased, but I there's so many other awesome small independent breweries here right. that I, I don't know why you would. I don't know, I, and I also don't want to shit on big breweries because there's plenty of big breweries making awesome beer. Right, but like you don't need the stuff that was shipped you from Colorado. Yeah, but like, it, it, that, that is an interesting point because there's places, you know, you look at Sierra Nevada or well, right. I'll even say Boston I, beer, right. like the things that they do for the industry and oh, that totally. they, like, it's, it's good stuff. It's good optics for the industry and they make, and the beer is great. Solid <laughs> beer. Yeah. So there is some respect there. Yeah, but, totally. Uh, like if, if you're at Applebee's, they're only going to have Sierra Nevada pale ale get that. Like, sure. <laughs> you sure. know, get the good, you know, uh, so I think there's give and take with it, but I think when you can support a local brewery, you definitely you, do, you should, because I think it's, it's best. It keeps everyone honest. Right. I think all, all ships rise with the tide in this industry. Like, you got to keep up with one another. And, you know, I think there's a lot of camaraderie in it. But I think it also keeps everyone honest. Like, right. you know, I don't, I don't want to cut corners on my lager because high grain makes killer lager. Like, I don't want people to come from high grain to here. Like, oh, you know, that was so much better. <laughs> like, oh, come on. I know. Maybe, but yeah. That's a, that's a valid point, though, too. Like, yeah. you're now being compared to totally. other breweries that are, are making great stuff. Oh, we drove all the way to Lebanon for this. Uh, <laughs> well, and that's kind of going back to that original question of kind of, or not, it wasn't original, but somewhere in the in the middle there, um, where living in this bubble, how does that affect kind of uh, how all of this comes together? And, like, I, there is, it gets different if... Mm-hmm you're around the corner from high grain totally. like you have this standard now that you have to live up to which because, i am ironically i actually live well, a block from high grain okay, so well. it's like that's where i like to go hang out <laughs> but like there there are a lot of people that come into lebanon mm-hmm. that uh this is just their spot like there right. isn't another totally. thing for them so they like this right. is their perception of pilsner so you aren't always totally. held to that standard yeah. that uh you maybe you should be so right it's hard to kind of keep yourself honest with that right i think there's a lot of it for me like for the one one beer dude that knows the difference that comes in like i need to be good for that guy yeah like (laughs) i I like that i uh those are always the ones that i I worry about obviously i want it to be great for everyone right but i think there's some it's like the the bar's a lot lower so i want it i want it to be good for the ones that know what they're drinking know what they expect and stuff like that so we like i said we do have we do have a uh kind of a captive audience here we have a lot of really supportive regulars and locals not, and not that that's not bad and i'm no, not great. like that that's, that's, love it we're so grateful that's for an it. extremely important and the yeah. lifeblood of a place like this but right. i would hate for someone to think like oh we drove all the way up to lebanon this this oktoberfest is underwhelming like yeah no, this is a bummer yeah you know i i i appreciate that people there's a lot of people that make a trip to get to us uh so i i really try to try to lean into fresh beer because that that's the one advantage that we're always going to have over big breweries. Yeah. Like I can make five barrels, seven barrels or something. I know it's going to be gone in six weeks or less. Like it's going to be fresh. It's going to be exactly what we want. Well, you can be sitting here at the bar and you can be over there making something mm-hmm. and uh, somebody can say, Oh, what are you making? You're like, Oh, it's, oh, you know, it's this, uh, you know, come back in, right. in three weeks and it'll be on tap. Right. And then you can come back and be like, Oh, I was here. We was making this, you know, like that becomes a thing too. Like, <laughs> I watched that sweaty guy make this. <laughs> That sweaty, sweaty man was back there, and now, yeah, yeah, but yeah. that's that's like that's a thing that it ties you to the totally. experience. It ties you to the the product. It uh, you don't get that with big beer. No, definitely not. And we we 
very intentionally didn't put any kind of partitions up. Like right. even the plexiglass, like if it's hot in here because we're brewing, I want people to feel it. I want, I want people to know that we're making it 15 feet away from where they're pouring it. I, I, not that I hate is probably not the right word. And that's what I was going to use, but I, I don't enjoy as much the breweries that I walk in and I don't know that they brewed that day. Like I want to walk right. in, I want to smell it. I want to, I want to, want to feel, I want totally. to be extra humid. No, I want to, like, I want to feel that. Like I, yeah. like that's what I love about breweries. Absolutely. I like that people come in, they have to walk by our yep. being a spent grain sitting out front. Yep. Um, you know, I think it's part of the experience. It's something that, there's not a ton of advantages to being a small independent, like small brewery. Like sure. this, and that's definitely one of them. Sure. You know, we get to make super fresh stuff and, you know, it just, you know, it just really takes out a lot of the experience when you're, yeah. you know, you buy something in the store. It and becomes, it becomes a commodity, a product, totally, a thing yeah. that's just like on this, a shelf. It's just the thing we made over there and now we yeah. sell it here and it's great. What do you, as we wrap up here, what do you want people to know about Lebanon Brewing Company that you think they don't know? Um, I think I, I, I hope people don't listen to this and think that we only make like traditional German styles because we do like to, you know, if we have enough people saying like, oh, we want a milkshake IPA, you know, we'll give it, you know, right. And we've done, it's kind of the same thing. Like, I don't want people to think that we've like pigeonholed and we're just going to do these three things and that's it because we, we do like to be, you know, less so in the summer. We don't have a lot of, a lot of freedom of production in the summer because right. like, uh, we're just trying to keep up. Like we're trying to keep the cooler full. Like, um, but you know, we get into some of these slower months and like, I want to do some of the stuff that I loved from early in the industry days. Like I want to make a barley wine. Like, I don't know if anyone's going to drink it, but like, I want to make like, there's, there's still that, we still have that aspect of like, we're just going to make what we like right. and hope other people like it too. Um, which, you know, we can't obviously do with everything, but we can have, we can have the kind of, you know, we, we use the term throwaway, but it's like, you know, we'll make it if we lose some money on it. So what? We like it. Our, our regulars are like hardcore guys are going to like it. And, and that's that's cool with us. Anything that can keep that kind of that passion and that excitement totally. kind of kind of rolling. Totally. Is, yeah. For every every time I make a, another batch of Blondale, I need to make something goofy. <laughs> that, like, you know, because I know I know what my bread and butter is. I have no illusions of like what keeps the lights on and stuff like that. But it's like, you know. If we, uh, th- this, this, uh, this Blondale had to be born so that the barrel aged barley wine could live. You know? Right. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you very much. Yeah, man. I appreciate Thanks you making so some time coming. and sitting down with me. If you guys haven't been up here, uh, come up here. Or yeah. I guess if you live north of here, come down here. Where, where, where left, right. Wherever you come, just come here. Right. Uh, beer's great. Um, Thanks so much. Uh, the food, we didn't even talk about the food. The food is great, too. Oh, Ladder, Ladder 41, ass, uh, food partner here. Ass. You can come in, grab some lunch, uh, grab some dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably both the same day is also acceptable. You can do that. <laughs> just stick um, around. Uh, everything's great. Uh, we'll be back next week. I believe we'll probably be talking Oktoberfest. Nice. <laughs> it's uh, Cincy Brewcast. It's the voice of Cincy Craft. 